Hello and welcome to episode two of the Two Star Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Graham. I believe episode two is a par four, if I'm right. That's correct. Um, it is also a surprise, um, frankly, that we've made it to episode two. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. It's a nice surprise. Yeah, it is a nice surprise. It's a surprise nonetheless. Um, so, first up, I think we should probably tell the world that we're on iTunes, because that's a thing that apparently is important. You've got to be on iTunes. Uh, that's what I've been told. Uh, we are also on the RSS. Yes. So that if you don't have an iDevice, you can still podcast. But you don't deserve to, frankly. I, I take offence at that. We only want the cool kids here. Okay, well, I'll just fuck off now, shall I? I, I bet it's people who have Amazon don't even smoke cigarettes, like all the cool kids. You mean Android? Did I say Amazon? You said Amazon. Well, that's just the way things are going, I'm afraid. That's, uh, that's just uh, me predicting the future. That's my, that's well, Am- my... Amazon's 3D phone is going to take the world by storm. That's my top tip for the future kids. Amazon will be a big player. <laughs> okay, there we are. We shall revisit this in episode 102 and see if that has come true. God, can you imagine what it's going to be like in episode 102? It'll be, what, like 20 years from now? Yes, and bear in mind, I haven't got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we're going to be quite dry for content at that point as well. I'm sure we'll struggle through. Uh, right, so, that's it. You've, we've got a website as well, which you should know about, but you might not if you did it through iTunes or Twitter or something else. There's links on it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to patronise people by telling them what our website is. Twostarpodcast.co.uk. That's T W O, not the number two. Yeah, that would be patronising, and yeah. frankly, we don't want to insult our listeners. It's hard enough to get them as it is. I prefer to insult them personally, uh, one by one. We shouldn't take long. <laughs> no. Okay. So uh, next up is the most important part of the podcast, which is our Melanie and Martina update. Well, I I have uh, quite a quite a bit of content on this. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Um, no, please, if you have material prepared. Well, um, regular listeners will remember from uh, our previous episode that uh, we discussed their upcoming album, so I've done Obviously. some in-depth reportage and some digging into uh, why that has happened. It turns out that this album was originally re- released in 1999, but only in Japan. Ah, big in Japan. Big in Japan, exactly. Like shampoo. Uh, but they also had a single over here, which we didn't have to find out that's, about that's, 15 years yeah, later. that's true. Uh, but yes, yeah, so they're finally going to be able to release it on iTunes on the 21st of July, priced £7.99. Is that good? I don't know iTunes pricing. Well, but in exciting news, I tweeted Melanie and Martina uh, their band thing, which is, uh, I think it's ATT underscore a twin thing. Can we Seems somewhat have... redundant. But... I think uh, the band is ATT and the album is a twin thing. Or vice versa. I don't... The self-titled album then. That's unoriginal. But one, well, yeah, but it's an acronym of their self-title. It would be like us releasing an album called TSP, which would be stupid. Well, most most importantly, because neither of us can sing. What does TSP? That's the thing. You think of ESP? TCP. Is it a combination? Yes. TSP is a common acronym, isn't it? Hang on, I'm going to have to check the internets. Oh fuck! We killed this. <laughs> we killed this episode already. We're doing quite well. Up until uh, it's a thrift savings plan. Oh. It's TSP is an abbreviation for teaspoon. That's Obviously. it. Yeah, of course. Right. Well, mystery solved. Um, right. So yeah. Anyway, I tweeted Melanie and Martina the other day. Uh, att underscore a twin thing and Funhouse underscore Mel. I'm going to get them on uh, both. Is, is Martina not on Twitter as her own? Well, I was going to come on to that. Um, anyway, you see any publicity, it is Mel speaking. Okay. Which makes me think. Martina is either... Well, I don't know for a fact she hasn't been consumed by Mel. Well, or she just, like, really is utterly uninterested in releasing the album and it's all being driven by... Yeah. Twins do consume each other, though, don't they? Do they? You know, in... Um, I, when the station... The two stations merge in uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey... Yes. I would imagine that's probably what's happened to Melanie and Martina. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and they've just merged into one... Giant uh, blonde lady. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, anyway, I tweeted them uh, saying, How do we go about obtaining an advanced copy of your album for review purposes? Uh, expecting them to ignore that with the disdain that it deserved. But two days later, I had a reply saying, We will get back to you very shortly, M and M, with a little kiss. And have they? Not yet, but that was uh, eight hours ago. So oh, okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, there's time. But uh, they also now follow us. <laughs> Excellent. So we have five followers. 
Uh, one of whom is Melania Martina from their official music account. Fantastic. So I can I would say that if we didn't ever record another episode, I would say we've uh, we've pretty much succeeded in everything we could have hoped. Our uh, goals have hoped for uh, already. Excellent. Um, interestingly, uh, the Melanie Martina uh, subject brings us on to another one of our Twitter followers, who I don't know if you've noticed, but we we picked up another follower called Toby Vanyan. No, I, I hadn't spotted that. <laughs> this guy seems to be a super fan of Melania Martina and Funhouse. Right. Well, I don't know how he, how he managed to find us, because we haven't tweeted the words Melania Martina. It, it says it on the website in, and in the RSS feed for the podcast. It must have like a Google News alert for, like... <laughs> I guess so. But, th- but then that has directed him to our Twitter feed, and he has followed us. He follows uh, seven accounts in total. Uh, he follows Pat Sharp... Obviously, well, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, Funhouse underscore Mel makes sense. Challenge TV. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pat Sharp Radio. Okay. ATT, a twin thing. Yeah. Funhouse CITV. Okay. And now Two Star Podcast. Fantastic. We are in auspicious company. Um, and it, uh, this guy, he's either mental or a genius or very probably both. Um, I, I don't know if I don't know if it's parody. I don't know if it's just the ravings of a lunatic. I couldn't find anything else about him. Uh, there's no Google results if you type in Toby Vanyan. But uh, in his 83 tweets he's sent since November 2012, almost exclusively about Funhouse, uh, I'm going to read you out some of the highlights. So on the 10th of November 2012, he tweeted Funhouse Mel and said, Hi, is it true there was a Scottish series of Funhouse? No. Uh, 11 days later, he tweeted Pat Sharp saying, Is it true there was a Scottish version of Funhouse? Later on that same day, Pat Sharp, you know, you know the thing where you quote a tweet and answer yes, the question yes, in it, yes. uh, so Toby Vanyan retweeted Pat Sharp's uh, quoted tweet of him saying, all the shows were made by Scottish TV in Glasgow for ITV, to which Toby Vanyan replied, but what it says here about a special Scottish version is not true, and he links to an article in the Mirror, which is a okay, well, yeah, reliable news source there. It's uh, an interview with Pat Sharp and it just says twins, so I guess they just speak together. Yep. Um, in a kind of horror, mo- horror movie trope, they just speak in perfect harmony every, every sentence that they utter. Um, but the twins, I highlight this bit. Uh, that, well, the question is, who would you have uh, as your contestants in a celebrity version of Funhouse? The twins say, and we had the Scottish version, and that had Sonia on it, so you never know. Dot dot dot. They mention the Scottish version of Funhouse, but they will not answer Toby Vanyan's question about whether that. It does sound suspiciously like some kind of cover up. <laughs> That's all I can assume. Like, are they, are they, maybe they're barred from talking about it for legal reasons? Is there like a pending court case? Maybe there's a super injunction. Maybe we're going to get shut down for even mentioning that there was a Scottish funhouse. Well, maybe Ryan Giggs was on it. Maybe that was the celebrity <laughs> edition. Ryan Giggs and Sonia. It would certainly be a way to go out with a bang shut <laughs> yeah. down after two episodes due to violating a super injunction. Anyway, so he didn't pursue that any further. I think maybe he tweeted them again six months later asking the same question, but he never managed to get an answer to that. So I'm sorry. Well, I assume Toby Vanyan is going to be listening to this because why would he have followed us amongst the funhouse if he didn't know that we were going to come back with this in-depth repertoire? So, uh, hi, Toby. Um, sorry, I don't know anything about the Scottish edition of Funhouse. We can't talk about the Scottish edition of Funhouse. <laughs> yes, sorry. The edition of Funhouse, which by law we're not allowed to mention. Um... So then, uh, later in November, on the 30th, he asks Funhouse Mel, what part did you play in the Batman film you were in? Three days later, on the 2nd of December, he again asks, what part did you play in the Batman film you were in? we were asking this last week. We were. It's not on IMDb, so how would you find out? You'd ask them, but they will ignore you on Twitter. So, Mm -hmm. again, cover-up? It's possible. Like, there's no evidence other than them them saying that they were in Batman. If only there was a way we could watch Batman. (laughs) The, The technology simply doesn't exist. Even if it does, I wouldn't really want to. It's... It isn't. It isn't very good. It's not bad. I mean, it's not it's Batman ex- Forever, yeah, but obviously, or Batman and Robin. Hmm. But I, I'm happy with the memory of it. But that's not sharp enough to remember whether Melanie Martina were in it. No. But they were in Monty Python's Meaning of Life because they had a picture from the film. That's true. I have seen that. Well, picture. no, one of them was in it. No, they were both in it. It was just there's only one of them oh, in that okay. photo. So go to Wikipedia, kids. It's um, all true. So then we come on to uh, January, and somebody called Emma Wilkinson tweets Funhouse Mel, uh, said, just heard your single Keep On Pumping on YouTube, and it's brill. Was it released in the UK? Uh, Mel replies, uh, saying, hi Emma, glad you like it. Unfortunately, the album was only released in Japan. 
And then Toby Vanyan pops up and right. says to Mel, if it wasn't released in the UK, then how do you explain the episode of Funhouse where Pat told everyone to go buy it? <laughs> wow. And fair play, she can't. No. There's a lot of things here that can't be explained. <laughs> Their whole story is unravelling. So, unless there was a Japanese version of Funhouse and Pat was speaking directly to the Japanese viewers... It's possible it was syndicated in Japan. But you would think that... He should have said that in Japanese, really. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's not... I, want, I wonder if the Japanese version of Funhouse is dubbed. To be fair, you wouldn't, you wouldn't show Funhouse in Japan anyway. It's too tame. <laughs> it would Japanese be very, so very tame, yeah. Uh, so we come on to, um, later, well, later in January, uh, he says to Pat Sharp, why wasn't there a 1992 series of Funhouse? <laughs> and again, I'm sensing cover-up because it starts in 91, finished in 99... Why no 1992 series? Nobody will give this guy an answer. So then uh, we fast forward to April, and he says to Funhouse Mel, is Funhouse meant to be one word or two? Uh, Valid question, I think. Yeah. Next day, he asks Pat Sharp, was Funhouse supposed to be one word or two? Uh, I like that it's, was it meant to be? Was it supposed to be? Not just, was it? What was the original intent behind the words, or word, Funhouse? You'd assume um, sadistic horror. Yes. That's fair enough. And go-karting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. the two are rarely separated in my experience um, but I, well I googled it and every reference to Funhouse is two words so I mean you don't need to ask uh, two people on two separate days that question you could just google that uh, but it was April last year so maybe um, the internet wasn't invented then it's possible it's possible I don't remember that far back I couldn't tell you so a couple of weeks later in April he says to Challenge TV is there any chance you could show the generation game please maybe Maybe he was so fed up with not getting responses for anyone about these Funhouse questions, he's given up on Funhouse. It's possible. And then four days later, he says to Challenge TV again, is there any chance you could show the Generation game, especially the Bruce Forsyth ones from the early 90s? Uh, they didn't get back to him, which I think is is unfair. Well, I mean, you know, it's Challenge TV. you think they'd be just happy to get some people interested. They probably can't find a VHS. Fair point. Do they still show the Crystal Maze? Oh, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, you would, because... That you, should always be shown. If you had the rights to the Crystal Maze, there is no circumstance in which you wouldn't show it every day. No. That's just... I mean, obviously not the ones with Ed Tudor Pole, but... He was pretty dreadful, wasn't he? He was no Rich O'Brien. No. Well, I mean, nobody is a Rich no. O'Brien, to be fair. Richard Fairbrass, maybe. Um, Duncan Goodhue. I'm just naming Baldwin. You are? Yes. Jason Statham. He's not really bald. Imagine if they made a film of the Crystal Maze with Jason Statham in it. <laughs> I imagine there would be a lot of punching people. You know how Jason Statham um, can't do an American accent? Yes, that's, that's very apparent. Why does he persist in trying? Maybe it's like the X Factor thing where people just keep telling him he's great and he believes it. I'm Jason Statham and I'm going to punch you in the face. Well, I, I, at least because he's in um, the seventh Fast and Furious movie. Oh, really? He's the bad guy. Oh, right. But I, he's supposed to be the brother of the bad guy from Fast and Furious 6, who was English. So I presume he'll just be doing an English accent. Uh, which one is 6? Six? 6 is the one with um, the plane at the end. Oh, I've not seen that. So, yeah. seven, oh, so 7 is... Seven's not out yet. That's future one, right. Yeah, it's okay, the fine. one that they kind of nearly finished filming when Paul Walker died. Okay, so is 5 the one with The Rock? Uh, yes, I think it's the first one with The Rock. The Rock's in 6 as well. Cool. Is there any need for The Rock to be as big as he is? No. It is getting silly. It really is getting silly. It's getting out of hand. I wouldn't say that to him. No. Uh, All I can assume is that he's preparing to take on the role of Hulk in the next Avengers film, just with some green body paint. Or do a a Lou Fringo without having to worry about CGI. Yeah. Just uh, possible. He's going to green himself up and uh, just hit people. But I have to say, Fast and Furious 6 is a genuinely entertaining film. It's not a good film by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, it's a Fast and Furious film, but it's fantastically entertaining. I thought The Fast and Furious was one of the worst films I've ever seen. Uh, that was the original one with Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. Yeah. It was... Well, Paul Walker can't really act. No. That's the problem. Well, so what was two? Two, two was... was Too Fast, Too Furious. No Vin Diesel. No Vin Diesel. I know, maybe there was some Vin Diesel. I don't know. And there was a Vin Diesel cameo. I don't think there was a lot of Vin Diesel. There was another guy who was the the like the... Main person with Paul Walker. Okay. And there's Fast and Furious 3, which is Tokyo Drift, which okay, had so that Vin was... Diesel cameo at the end. So that was canon, that wasn't just a spin off. No, because the guy who. Actually, I can't say spoilers. 
Like, there's one thing I have to say for Fast and Furious. Their, cons- they, their story consistency is spot on. Okay. So Tokyo Drift happens between Fast and the Furious 6 and 7. Chronologically. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but no, it is the, 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 it's not... The Fast and the Furious films are not all set chronologically. Fine. So what's 4? Four? 4 was Fast and Furious. Okay. That was the... Was that the Mexican border smuggling one, I think? I don't know that I've seen it. Okay. Five I, I, five I enjoyed. That was Vin Diesel and The Rock hitting That was just other. Fast and Furious. That's where they stole that bank vault. Yes. I could watch uh, The Rock and Vin Diesel hit each other for three hours with nothing else happening and that would be fine. Then you'll enjoy Fast and Furious 6. There's a lot of that. All right, well, I'm going to watch that. Yeah. How do we steer this back to Funhouse? <laughs> Jason Statham, Rich O'Brien, Challenge TV, go. I would watch an episode of Funhouse that had The Rock and Vin Diesel on the yellow team. Absolutely. Who would you have on the red team? They wouldn't fit in the go. The Rock wouldn't fit in the go kart. <laughs> it wouldn't <laughs> move. <laughs> like Mario Kart, it'd be like a Donkey Kong. No, it would be like the Flintstones. You'd have to just pick it up around his waist <laughs> yeah. and run around the track. I don't even know who you'd have in the red team to support that. I guess you'd uh... just two school kids, <laughs> yeah. two twelve-year-olds. Uh, do they have um, just fist fights as one of the uh, events? I don't think so. But there's a lot of like competitive things that you know, would be greatly advantaged by you being an adult and quite strong. Mm. I'd also watch The Rock and Vin Diesel on the Generation game. They just <laughs> fake some burgers. Conveyor certificates. belt. Yeah. <laughs> they just, yeah, their prizes on the conveyor belt. <laughs> anyway, we're sort of back at fun now, so... Uh, let's take you back to Toby Vanyan and his tweets, uh, this time from May... So on the 16th of May, he says to Funhouse Mel, is it true you're doing Soccer AM again on the 25th? Uh, on the 18th, he says, uh, is it true you're doing Soccer AM again next week? On the 19th, he says to Mel, is it true you're doing Soccer AM again next week? He obviously has like serious constraints on his time and can't afford to just watch Soccer AM on the off chance. No, no, you, you, need, to, you need to make sure it's going to be worth your while. You don't yeah. want to just, uh, just plan that in. To be fair, it's Soccer AM, so... Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen it. People... I, I, I've never gone out of my way to watch it, but my brother used to watch it all the time um, when I still lived at home. From what I've seen of it, it seems quite funny. But it's, I mean, it's like a, it's like sort of going live, but with football. Hmm. And that's a reference that nobody will get because they're all too young now. Twats. Like there's no like Saturday morning kids TV in that way. It just doesn't really exist anymore. I think it uh, Ministry of Mayhem was the last uh, last yeah. gasp. And to be fair, even most people won't even remember going without live and kicking. Lionel Kicker was wicked. And then, um, what was the Anton Deck one? Because that was... Uh, that was the one with the mouth. What? It was like a huge mouth. Was it? I can't remember what it was called. Um, SMTV. Oh, there was SMTV, yeah. That had Cat like, Davy on it as well. No, she, Oh, yeah, yeah, and then she was CD UK afterwards. Yeah. Like, SMTV is probably the best programme that has ever been on before 12 o'clock noon. I can't think of any better programmes that have been on between the hours of 5am and noon. No, I, I, you're probably right there. I think it's. It, I don't think that's even overstating it. I don't, I don't think you can emphasise enough how brilliant that programme was, even for people who weren't the target audience, like yeah. everyone who watched it. I mean, it. to be fair, all, that Saturday, like, all the kind of Saturday morning just magazine shows were really good. Yeah, but I don't even know if there is such a thing as Saturday morning TV. Well, there isn't anymore. I mean, there's, there's yeah. just, like, the kids' TV channels, Nickelodeon and CBBC and CITV, and they just run kids' stuff all the time, and I imagine they have, like, weekend programming, but it's not going to be anything like that. It's like, kids don't really, like, it's not like, you know, when we were kids, we'd come home from school, and you'd watch children's TV until, like, half past five, and mm. then it would be Neighbours. Mm. Yeah. But now, it's like, you just come home and you watch Watch whatever you want. Stream it on Netflix. Do you watch uh, Ministry of Mayhem? That was the uh, what came after. Yes, SMTV. yeah, yeah. When, when SMTV was off the air, they yeah. Did no? It was, oh, it was actually a replacement. Yeah, yeah. And there was a pro- there was a segment called Ram It Ray. Are you familiar with this? I'm, I'm not. Well, I might be, but it doesn't ring a bell. Well, what they did was. They got um, a wall, and they had three doors on this wall, and one was a real door that would open. The other two were just paint on the wall. Right. Um, I can see where this is heading. I don't know that you can, because uh, they had a dwarf. <laughs> okay, yep, that one threw me. Yeah, and um, the dwarf was called Ray. Yeah, that, that makes sense. People could phone up and nominate a door, and he had to run at it. <laughs> this sounds like the kind of thing that probably wouldn't be commissioned today. And bear in mind, this is within the last decade. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. That's... And he would run at uh, the nominated door, and if it was a wall, he would bounce off it, and the child would lose. <laughs> And if he went through the door, they would win a, a, I don't know, a CD player or something. 
do you remember all the really terrible um, like pseudo games that they used to play with the phone keypad? Like they'd ring up, oh, yeah. and there'd be like a sort of Game and Watch style like minecart or boulder roll or something like that. And you had to press the the like the four and six keys on your phone. What was worse was you when you had to go left, left, dig, oh, yeah, left, yeah. up, dig. It's like what the fuck are you doing? You're not watching your TV. Yeah. Left, not no, not left. You div down. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, there's nothing more annoying than getting some complete moron. I, m- I maybe took that more seriously than I should have, but it still actually makes me quite angry <laughs> to this day. Yeah. It's basically shouting over someone's shoulder while they play a flash game. Pretty much. And that's and that was TV. And these kids they've got their their four hundred sky channels, they don't they don't know what they don't know what they're missing. Uh, what they are missing is yeah, soccer AM. Um Toby Vanian takes a little break, so later on that day on the nineteenth, instead of asking about soccer AM, he says, Any chance of ATT doing Eurovision next year? Hashtag guaranteed win which I think maybe is not true. But <laughs> Yeah, it's something to aim for. You've got to admire the optimism. So on 21st of May, uh, he says, Is it true you're do- doing Soccer AM again on Saturday? On the 24th of May, he says, Is it true you're going on Soccer AM again tomorrow? <laughs> Later on, on the 24th of May, he says, Is it true you're doing Soccer AM again tomorrow? <laughs> I checked the archives, and I'm pleased to confirm that on the 25th of May, 2013, Melanie Martino were on Soccer AM, so... A happy ending to that chapter Fantastic, of Toby yeah. Vanian's well, life. Well, we hope that he watched it, because if he didn't get a response, he made us have assumed that they weren't doing it, and he missed out. We provided no feedback, so uh, I don't know. But then he's quiet until July last year, when he says, why wasn't there a 1992 series of Funhouse? Bridging <laughs> uh, up the old conspiracy theories again. Yeah, Mel didn't answer, so he asked Pat Sharp later that day, why wasn't there a 1992 series of Funhouse? Are we allowed to mention that as well? Is that a subject to the same super injunction? We're not... We, I, we can't really discuss it. It's mm, yeah. risky. Okay, well, let's move swiftly on. Um, to, and this is, again, he tweeted Pat Sharp, who uh, quotes his tweet and said something, and then Toby Vanian retweeted that tweet, which is a bit self-congratulatory, but I'll let him have it, because it's quite good. He says to Pat Sharp, How much extra does it cost to get Just the Twins without you? And Pat Sharp says, I love this tweet. Good work, Toby. <laughs> Which, fair enough, I think that's worth a, yeah, a, yeah. a self-referential retweet. Then on September the 5th, he asks Challenge TV, is there any chance you can get the rights to the classic wrestling with Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks? Okay. A little out there, but... Yeah. And then uh, October 25th, this is his last sort of interesting tweet. He says, how long did each episode of Funhouse take to record? And why wasn't there a series in 1992? <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of fixated on that, I feel. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's, he's still tweeting, so uh, hi to him. Um... Majority of the time he's asking about their album, and uh, I'm sure 21st of July he's going to be excited as we are. But hopefully, um, before then, we'll be able to get our review copy yeah, and uh, have a listen and say what we think. I mean, I could get a torrent of it, probably. No, that's not going to exist, is it? It probably will. Will someone have torrented it? Yeah. It's not really appropriate, no, I it feel. Is, is, yeah, in principle. Uh, I think we should be paying them for their hard work. Or at the very least, they should be sending us a free copy to review. Yes. We should be acquiring a free copy legally rather than through dodgy means. Mm. I think that's fair enough. So anyway, that's uh, that's my uh, Melanie Martina update. Fantastic. Well, you know, we've uh, we've certainly lived up to our, our billing as a, as a Melanie Martina fan podcast. I might have to change the iTunes category. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can sustain this for a third week. Oh, fair enough. Well, I mean, we might if we get the review copy, but... I think beyond three, we're kind of pushing it on this. There's only so much material you can get. Maybe we could meet them. I think you have to pay for that. Apparently Martina works in Debenhams. Just a Debenhams? Have we got a specific Debenhams? Uh, I will get back to you next week. <laughs> okay. So, this week's events. Have you done anything interesting? Um, no. I went to McDonald's on my way here in a last gasp attempt to observe something amusing or interesting... And I'm sorry to say I failed. Okay. Well, it's not the end of the world. There some interesting things have happened this week. Like, I mean, in general, I don't mean oh, to okay. us. Yeah. And certainly not to me. Um, but, you know, um, Michael Gove got stuck in a toilet on his first day of his new job. Oh, really? Yeah. It was the only interesting thing to come out of the cabinet reshuffle. Mm. Apparently, he, he went into a toilet in the wrong place and he got stuck there. Good. And this, well. was, this was worthy of bringing up in, in the House of Parliament on record. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, what's his new job? Um, he's the chief whip. Okay, what's that? I don't know, but I think it has something to do with keeping the, M- the MPs in line. Oh, right. I don't think he actually has a whip. I saw someone tweeted the other day, It's it, quite a lot of sense, is 
imagine if your company just had a reshuffle every year and moved everybody around into a different job. You, you would think that was mental. I don't know. I've worked in some places where that would probably be an improvement. Oh, well, yeah, there is that. But, like, finance, you're now responsible for IT. Uh, cleaners, you're now CEO. It, yeah, it would, it would be an unusual way to run things. Yeah, it's... It does seem bizarre that they just think, well, he's done education for a bit, now he can whip people. And well, um, It's like, th- this guy was absolutely terrible at the environment, so we'll put him in charge of the economy and see what happens. Hmm. Who's the fellow who hid behind the tree when he was talking to Rupert Murdoch? Oh, um, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a knob end, isn't he? Yeah. So that's our uh, political... <laughs> that's our in-depth political debate. Mm. Um that was kind of the, the, the interesting highlight of the week. Um, I've just found one of those very depressing, um, inspiring quotes on Twitter. Okay. An arrow can only be shot by pulling it backward. When life is dragging you back with difficulties, it means it's going to launch you forward into something great. So just focus and keep aiming. What about a crossbow? Well, yeah, and like that implies that you're the arrow in this situation, in which case you can't really aim. It could be the target. Equally possible. Could be the quiver. Bow, string, the archer. You can put the string, that's silly. It's a fairly shitty metaphor. Well, good for them. Yeah, I, I think it's important that you focus on... When, when life's getting you down, just take the piss out of people on Twitter. Hmm. It'll make you feel better. So, I, I have had an exciting week of my computer being fucked and me spending hours and hours fixing it only to have it fuck itself again and me being up until two in the morning trying to get it working. Well, um well done. Yeah, that was that was the highlight of my week. Oh. Um, You've been downloading porn dialers again. Yeah, it was just... There were too many of them. They were all trying to dial out at the same time. Couldn't cope. Hmm. That's something you don't get anymore. I mean, there, there was a brief spurt, so to speak, of <laughs> porn dialer malware for phones. They oh, would right. dial, like, premium rate numbers. But kids these days, you know, they've got all this freely available, easily accessible pornography, and they don't know the dangers of, like, porn dialers. They're not going to have to dial an 0900 number on their modem. They're not going to have to go into the woods to find a battered jazz mag. They just just have hardcore pornographic sex streamed to all their devices 24 hours a day, whether they want it or not. I've heard that's what happens. That's a a future I'm proud to be part of. (laughs) It's one of the options you now get when you sign up for your ISP. (laughs) Would you like the web filtering or would you like the non-stop pornography? (laughs) Do you want pornography to be blocked? uh, Or nothing but pornography. (laughs) Or or a constant barrage. (laughs) And uh, you're an idiot if you choose option one or two. I I did actually tweet BT at one point asking them if they could just provide a list of all the best porn sites because presumably they're now going to be blocking them. Hmm? They must have gone through, some must have gone through, categorised all of them, gone, that's not acceptable, that's not acceptable, that's all right. And they must have this list. There must be an arbitrary line drawn somewhere that would say fisting is on one side of the line and dwarf fisting is on the other. I assume that's it's going to come down to fine details like that, I would have thought. Yeah, it must be difficult to kind of like work out exactly where it falls on that. Uh, I'd say just put everything on one side of the line and, uh, and just let, let people go for it. And uh... There was an interesting thing that I had a few years ago. One of the places I was working, we had web filter in place to block access to pornographic material, along with other things, and we had a call logged from the HR department because they believed that somebody had been accessing inappropriate material on the internet. Hmm. Um, so we went through the logs, we had a look, and this gentleman had indeed been spending an awful lot of time on this website, which oddly enough was not blocked, um, and went to it, um, and it was, like, it wasn't a Geocities page, because this was after Geocities had shut down, but it looked like a Geocities page. Hmm. Like, you know, it had like a, a starfield background Right. And sort of some animated GIFs and stuff. Nice. Um, but it did seem to be a website dedicated to men who enjoyed ejaculating over stockings. All oh, right, okay. Um, I'm not quite sure how that got through the filter, um, but he'd, he'd spent quite a few hours... Categorised as a fashion site. Yes. <laughs> uh, on that site. All oh, right. Um, so these things do slip through occasionally. It seems an odd thing to do at work. I've never understood people who... I mean, like, I guess maybe if you're, like, you know, night watchman or something. But just, like, you just sit in the office and go, I think I'll crack one out. There's like people doing it in internet cafes. Like, what are you going to do? Just watch the video, memorise as much as you can, <laughs> and run to a toilet? <laughs> I don't... I've never understood why... Like, I understand why people block access to pornography at work. Yeah. But I don't understand why anyone would go and look at pornography Yeah, go, at go to it in the first place. Where I, uh, where I used to work... My boss was South African, and make of that what you will. 
be kicked off one day because the company blocking policies were applied to his account as well as everybody else's, which meant he couldn't watch porn. So he went into the managing director's office, <laughs> kicked off at him. Uh, managing director said, yeah, fair play, put it back on Nick's computer. <laughs> that is ballsy, to just like charge at the manager's director's office and go, I want to be able to watch porn at work and I can't yeah. sort it. Yeah, he said, Why, what's this fucking new firewall software? Why is it blocking my porn? And the managing director said, well, I don't know. Why? Well, we can't have that. <laughs> and uh, he, got the, he got the admins to put it back on. Because <laughs> otherwise he said, well, fuck it, I'm leaving if I can't watch porn at work. Um, I used to share uh, the workshop with him, just me and him, just this guy. I never saw him looking at anything inappropriate while I was in the office. He, but he did occasionally just say, maybe if you've finished everything, you can knock off early for this afternoon. <laughs> I assume so he could knock off early. Um, oh, dear. That was a that was a weird job. Yes. <laughs> I stayed there for a year and then thought, nah. No, no, I can understand that entirely. Um, okay, so we've now, we've now covered Funhouse and Pornography. Mm. Um, uh, next week we combine the two. Oh dear. Well, at least we've got we're already under the explicit content filter on iTunes. So. That, it was just a field in the RSS feed. I was quite disappointed. But it does mean that kids will have to lie and say yes, I'm over eighteen, um, which they'll be used to be doing because of all the pornography, um, in order to listen to the podcast. I maintain that the little e symbol means excellent. I'd go with that, and I defy anyone to prove otherwise. I wouldn't risk that. No. So uh, we are officially recognised by iTunes as being excellent. Cool. Brilliant. Well, I think that covers everything of interest that's happened this week. Um, I uh, A little bit of piss went into my trousers today because I put the lad away before I'd uh, completely finished. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm glad you, you mentioned it. Yeah. Just, that is, was another interesting thing that happened this week. I'm just, yeah. I didn't I'm, say it was I'm, good. Unfortunately, like everything else has happened, um, there was quite the... the Absolutely ridiculous thing, which I kind of expect from them, but, you know, whatever. Which was um, FIFA getting in contact with Nico Rosberg to get him to remove the depiction of the World Cup trophy from his helmet. Because it was an unauthorised use of FIFA-licensed property. It is mental that somebody in a legal department somewhere has just said, it's a German Grand Prix... Uh, this German driver wants to put the World Cup on his helmet the week after Germany win the World Cup, and they said, no, we can't have that. that. Not only can we not have it, let's make a massive fuss about it yeah. and get some news coverage. But did you see the best part? Um, there was, um, I can't remember what the guy's name is, he's one of the FIFA like directors, um, not Sepp Blatter, but one of the others, he's a French guy, I think. Um, and basically, before the World Cup in Brazil, Brazil had a law... Um, from a few years ago, which they passed, which banned alcohol in football stadiums. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because lots of people were getting murdered Mm. by drunk people. Mm. And then when FIFA said that they could hold the World Cup, one of the stipulations was they had to sell beer in the stadiums because Budweiser sponsor. Well, he then went on Brazilian TV after, like, most of the World Cup to complain about all the drunk people. <laughs> I didn't know I missed that. And Jesus. how it was like, it was just, it wasn't acceptable and maybe something should be done about it. It's like, you're the one who made them sell beer in the fucking stadiums. What do you, do you think was going to happen? Yeah. I think all of the drunk people should be made to go to his house and uh, just smash it up. I don't know what that would achieve. I just think it'd be funny. But I mean, I, I mean FIFA are terrible as an organisation. They are just like one of the worst examples. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, in some regard, I think they're worse than the Olympic yeah, committee with the way that they do the whole, you know, protecting their brand nonsense. Mm. It's like they 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 sent a load of uh, takedown notices to Twitter accounts that were using the World Cup like logo or the the World Cup trophy or anything like that in their avatars or their backgrounds mm. or anything like that. Again, because they've been abusing the FIFA property. And I understand that like, you've got to protect your trademark, but there's protecting your trademark and there's being a massive dick about it. You're damaging your trademark more yeah. by doing that. Surely that's. You, the, the PR knock that's going to have. The thing is, all you have to do to protect your trademark is either you have to enforce it and say you've got to take it down, or you say you're allowed to use this for you know, mm. non-commercial purposes, Yeah, and then it's not a problem. Yeah, And like none of these people on Twitter are making money off the fact that no, they've got no. a World Cup football on their avatar or something. Even if, so, even if a shop drew a picture of the World Cup on their, on their window, are they going to make any more money because they have that? They're just not. It, it's... It's, it's crazy, but... 
you you sort of heard more of it with the London Olympics a couple of years here? ago because it was here. But yeah. I mean, they were they were making kebab shops that have been called Olympia for the last ten years. They were making them change what, the name because they're fucking Greek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a Greek owner called it Olympia, and they said, "Nah, that's too close to Olympics, mate." It's like. Yes, it's like that, Mount Olympus. That's where that word that you have appropriated comes from. Yeah, that's that's yeah. They, that's who started the Olympics. Yes, yeah. it, it just it is silly. Okay, so um, that brings us on to any other business. Do Satanists and did they ever record curses on cassette tape and leave it by roads to make crashes happen? I'm not aware of this <laughs> happening. Where, where's this this theory well, come from? This is a thing that I was told. Um, I think by church elders uh, when I was quite young that if you ever saw like cassette tape strewn like by a, a crossroads, then uh, people who recorded curses and left it there, and the, the devil would make the cars crash. I think that was theory. I mean, okay, you say, well, that's obviously bullshit. Well, whether people took their time to do that, I don't know. They may have done. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have caused any crashes. Um, but if that did used to happen, it, I think that must have been a thing. Because the other day I was walking along near a main road and I saw some cassette, the tape, just in a bush. And there's no possible reason that cassette, that tape, would be in that bush. Well, no, because nobody has cassettes anymore. Nobody has used a cassette for 20 years. Where are people getting these cassettes from? So you could say 20 years ago that if you saw some tape in a bush, you would just say, obviously someone's car stereo ate the tape and they chucked it out the window. That's, that cannot have happened in 2014. Well, I mean, it's still technically possible, but it's extremely unlikely. So you would have to assume that... It is Satanists recording. But where are they getting the tapes from? Can you even buy them anymore? I, eBay, I guess. I don't know. But Is it like floppy disks? Like there's a finite <laughs> supply? Yeah. But why not record it on a memory stick or something? It just, I, don't, I don't understand why I saw some tape uh, in a bush next to a road, except it is... Uh, you know, the thing, that's the, thing, the thing is, though, when did it start? Because like, what did they do before cassette tapes? Mm. How did they cause crashes then? Vinyl. That's awkward. That's quite a lot of work, isn't it? Yeah. They, could, they would have had to go to one of those record your own record on a pier, say a curse. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they can't have done that before tapes. No. And there's many ways they could have done that since tapes, but it seems that they are still doing so. But I don't know if they even ever did, or if that's just something someone made up once and I was young enough to believe it. And It it's does seem... One of those lies that has stuck with me. It does seem an odd thing to, like... Thing. Then again, there was the whole, you know, you play certain things backwards and it's all satanic curses yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah, um, I guess it comes from a similar place. But So I just I cannot explain that tape that was in that bush except Satanists. The work of the devil. And if it was Satanists doing that, they must have had some success to still be doing it 20 years. Well, it's really optimistic. Like people who yeah. play lottery every week and never win the thing. But it's like, this week, I'll cause a car crash. Mm. Can the lottery do that? Yeah. Oh, I'm that actually... massive finger that just, like, knocks <laughs> just, the car over. Just, just presses on the bonnet and the back flips up and uh, yeah. Uh, but so what I, lottery yeah. funding is used for. So um, if any Satanists are listening to this, if they could please not get in touch. Um, and uh, well, yeah, you get in touch, but don't curse us. But just do you just record? Clarify this. Yeah. Do, do you record curses on cassette tape and like chuck it all over bushes by roads? Yeah. And have you had any success? And is this maybe something... Maybe we could try this for one of the... Maybe uh, episode three could be just some loaded satanic curses and we could leave an iPod uh, by a junction. It's quite an expensive way to do it. Oh, um, we, yeah, well, we could record it onto cassette and uh, I can't. I don't have the facilities. I have, I have a stereo with a cassette, two cassette decks. So you could, you could even copy. Oh, wow. You could have uh, dual cursing. You could do one on one carriageway and one on the other and hope for a huge pile up in the middle. Or would they cancel each other out? They don't want me to find out. You need to put one at the 300-yard marker, one at the 200-yard, and then they will amplify. We obviously... This needs to be done. If we're going to do this properly, it has to be a randomised controlled trial. We need to have a controlled carriageway somewhere without any tape. Well, that's every other carriageway yep. in the country. But so you know, okay. similar road, and we've got to monitor those, make sure yep. that you know don't have crashes on those at the same time. Okay. Um, can you hack into the highways agency uh, camera feeds? Probably. I've, I've, like, it's really easy on like CSI and stuff. So yeah, just and then press enhance so yeah. you can see uh, the driver's face 
as they come up to and see if uh, like um, Satan appears in the car and just pulls on the wheel. Because I assume that's how it works. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll try and find some uh, satanic curses. Excellent. I'll try and find some cassette tapes. So my final uh, final thing is I watched Laura Bidig Sisson uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, that's just a great film. Isn't it? Have you seen that? Yeah, except for the ending. No, the ending was brilliant. The ending's terrible. No, the ending is is perfect. The ending couldn't be any better. That is perfect. It's what it made me start thinking of other revenge films. Have you seen Harry Brown? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, the ending of that is terrible. And there's going to be some spoilers here, so if you haven't seen one of these films that was released years ago, then I'll be yours. And, uh, but, uh, so Harry Brown is Michael Caine, um, lives on this council estate, and there's all these chavs knocking around dealing drugs and beating people up. And they, um, they beat up or stab like one of his friends, who's like really old as well, um, and his mate dies, and the police can't do anything. I don't know who it was. So um, Harry Brown gets his old army service revolver and uh, like goes and kills some drug dealers and uh, it just goes out on a bit of a vengeance spree um, but in the end it all just works out okay and, and he's allowed to carry on and that's not how a vengeance film should end and uh, a vengeance film should end with Gerald Butler blowing up in his prison cell but sit, sitting down and thinking yep yeah, fair play I've uh, made my point I suppose so I just I, it wasn't so much that, that that got me it was the kind of the almost the happy ending for the cops that it was just kind of it wasn't like necessarily exactly how it like how the story wrapped up it was the way they did it just made me feel cheated yeah. that they just kind of it was the well done guys we got him it was just oh uh, yeah okay because like, they, thought... they had the whole film like you're rooting obviously the whole point is you're rooting for the guy who's going out getting vengeance who's being the vigilante no because... no you're not that's the point you well you, you are it, but you shouldn't yeah. be no no but that's what yeah. I mean but you, you're rooting for that person because you you, you have, the you... whole point is you're empathising with their situation of like, yeah, not being able to get yeah. any, anything from the police or whatever and then like it's fine that they don't have a happy ending yeah, but when it then kind of turns the police okay, that did fuck yeah. all in the first place into mm. heroes because they arrested the guy and now he's dead, that yeah, was what kind of hurt yeah, me was the fact that it, it it kind of they completely turned it around and went from just like he probably got what he deserved to mm. good job boys you know you, you uh, fair enough yeah and that was kind of that was what got me about that not not so much because yes you're right like you need to have some kind of comeuppance at the end mm. um, or at the very least not a kind of a happy ending for the guy who's been going on a killing spree. Um, if you go out for revenge, you dig two graves. But I mean, that's deep, deep killing, I guess. Yeah, like twenty. But I think the key point is one of them is yours. And uh, so that's that shows tremendous foresight. Why would you dig your own grave? It's just saving somebody some work, which seems silly. Well, no, actually, yeah, fair enough. You're going out for vengeance, but you don't want to give somebody extra. We don't want to inconvenience some poor grave yeah. digger because he's not anything to you. Yeah, no, fair enough. Actually, that is a responsible thing too. So yeah, if you're going out for vengeance. Make sure uh, you dig your own grave and uh, buy a coffin. Okay, well, I will just uh, finish up by adding a particularly sad and depressing thing that I will be doing um, for most of this weekend, which is watching computer games, or more specifically esports, um, because this weekend is the Dota 2 International Finals in Seattle, um, and it has a $10 million prize pool, hmm. which is more than like the Open or... Well, actually, I don't know if it's more the prize pool than Wimbledon, but the, the, the top prize for the, the winning team is just short of $5 million. That is a lot of Doritos. It's and a, mil- it's a million dollars each. That's quite a lot of money. It's an insane amount of money. Well, in this game of nerd poker, I see your esports and I raise you uh, Manchester Comic Con. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be watching a lot of Dota. It's, it's running, uh, bear in mind, it's 12 hours a day from Friday through Tuesday. Oh, right, well, fair enough. I'm expecting a good amount of nerd rage at Thor now being a woman. Oh, yes. Oh, and Captain America now being black. The, the Captain America one actually passed me by. I didn't realise until I read the Thor news, but it just it seems weird. I don't understand. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I don't care. Like the, the thing is, it's one of those things, like, the characters get replaced all the time. Like Some of them are the same people they've been for ages, but a lot of them get swapped out. I mean, oh, Captain yeah, America, they've been like six different Captain Americas yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it's now a black guy... Yeah, it's fine. It makes no like, sense. It's yeah. a black guy. The Thor thing, okay, Thor's a woman now. Like It's a bit of an odd one, because Thor has kind of been the same person with kind of a few bits and pieces. Well, that's the main thing. Is Thor being a different person, has that even been a thing? That's... I well, not really. That... Like, there have been times when Thor's not been doing the Thor thing and someone yeah, yeah. stood in for him. 
But fundamentally, yeah, Thor's been Thor for yeah. the whole I understand time. it's whoever is worthy can wield the hammer and something will happen that makes him unworthy. I understand that, but it just, I don't know. It just seems Marvel are saying, yeah, let's have a really great, strong female superhero. It's like, well, fine, make one. Don't just have yeah, a hand me down. That's thing, it does seem a little bit lazy it, to just go, look, female Thor. It seems a bit tokenist. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. But sure. there, that's kind of the other thing. There are plenty of good, strong female characters in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. Like it's one of those things where I'd really like to see like uh, one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films focused on a female character. Mm. I know it's kind of awkward to do like a Black Widow film because you couldn't really do it in the same style as the other films because it yeah. doesn't really fit in. But you could do it. But uh, yeah, they got the foundations there, it's um, like... and, and there are plenty of other female Marvel characters that they could use. Captain America Two was basically a Black Widow film anyway. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not give Black Widow a film? It, it, it seems strange to do all of the others. And well, haven't the Hawkeye either. Well, why would you? Well, exactly. Yeah. And, um, uh, but it seems strange to have three Iron Man films, two Captain Americas, two Thors, and not even bothered to make one for Black Widow. I, mean, I suppose Guardians of the Galaxy has female characters in it, but again, like they're not. It's not a starring character. Um, I know there are some weird licensing things because, like, Fox have got the rights to, I think it's X Men and um, Fantastic Four. And then Sony have got the rights to Spider Man. Yeah. That's not really relevant in this case. But yeah. like there are some but there are still plenty of female characters they could just and, and if it's in the comic universe anyway, yeah, yeah. they've got access they've got all of it. Yeah. So all they need to do really is promote yeah. like a big promotional deal about one of their female characters. Mm. I mean they've already kind of done it with Miss Marvel. Like they yeah. did a big thing um like a little while ago because she was at the because the new Miss Marvel was Muslim and that was a big thing. Mm. And like, I mean, because they've been doing the diversity thing quite well for a while. Because the the new spider one of one of the many Spider Men um, is like Mexican, yeah. Um, and so they've had like this kind of fairly good deal going. But I don't know why they did the Thor thing. It just it feels a bit off. I, I it's good that they've got more female characters, but it feels a bit cheap just doing a gender swap mm. rather than. But yeah. So anyway, I I would imagine. But I mean, you you get a lot of the the cross gender cosplay anyway, yes. which I think is wicked. I think that's the best. The, one of the best examples of cosplay is either the cross-gender stuff or the fusion stuff. Not just people who've been to Primark and bought a Spider-Man onesie and said, yeah, I'm in cosplay, I'll get in for half price. No. Yeah. But, yeah. No, no, I do like it. I mean, there's there's a little too much female Doctor Who for my liking, because it's a bit of an easy oh, one right. to do, but... I think there's too much Doctor Who just in general in the world. I like Doctor Who. Uh, can't be arsed with it. I lost my train of thought. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, so I will be watching a ridiculous amount of video games. Good, well um, done. Digital wizards um, fighting each other for lots of money. Cool. Um, what, what, I don't even know what Dota is. Um, it is a, and I hate this phrase, a MOBA. Okay. Um, it's like um, League of Legends and the new one from Blizzard, which is called something stupid like Heroes of the Storm or something equally dumb. Basically, it's like it's a bit like Warcraft. Well, it's based on Warcraft Three. It was originally Warcraft Three mod, um, so it's kind of real time strategy e, but you just control a single unit each. Oh right. Okay. So you've got hero unit each. You've got two teams of five. You've got two bases and then three lanes between them with towers. And in the vein of a lot of those kind of flash games, you have waves of like AI units that just kind of run down the lanes and fight each other. Right. And then you've got the heroes, and it's kind of you. As you go through, you gain golden experience, you level up, you can buy items, and hmm. the objective is to push down the lanes to the other person's base and destroy it. Hmm. Um, I mean, the games typically last anywhere from like 20 minutes to 40 minutes, sometimes a bit longer. Um, and like the pe- the guys who are the sort of, you know, playing international, and they just they had the qualifiers um, a few months ago, and then last week they had the playoffs, um, where they went from 16 down to 8. Hmm. And now they've got the last eight who are competing at uh, in the Key Arena in Seattle, which is a huge stadium. Mm. Um, like they've been tweeting pictures of like the setup, and they've got the screen is just ridiculous. It's like forty feet across. Mm. They've got up in the the back of the this. And it's it's sold out. It's like they've got like yeah. twelve thousand people yeah. attending. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be a, a you know bracket system, but like the World Cup, except they play best of three rather right. than just mm-hmm. single elimination. Um, because it's very much about the like the team drafting, so which heroes you pick against each other, and then kind of the the, the changing strategy, kind of a, a, between the two or potentially three matches, depending on what it goes to. Um, and it's one of those games which 
is incredibly hard to to like, like a ridiculous learning curve. Mm. Um, I've been playing it for a couple of years, but you don't really need that much to watch it and enjoy it. Right. Um, and this year they've done a really clever thing, which is the f- like the first time they've done it in any tournament at all. Is they've been doing noob streams. Right. And basically they've had like the normal stream with the normal commentators. And then they've been doing this newbie stream, and they've had um, two sets of guys who have basically been doing fundamentals. Like mm. this is these are who these heroes are. These are what their abilities are. This is the purpose. Like this is the objective of the game. This is what these guys are doing. This is why this is happening. Because the biggest problem was that if you were just watching it, the commentary was completely impenetrable. Like right. imagine watching a football game, yeah, yeah, having no concept of what football was, yeah. and trying to understand what was happening from what the commentators were saying. Right, okay. It would be meaningless. You'd have no yeah. idea what a free kick was, or what offside was, or you know any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so they've they've actually thought, well, we need to try and explain this to people. So they've done these introductory streams, hmm. and actually quite interesting to listen to, just because it's a different thing to listen to. Um, but yeah, they're they're really trying to get people, and I think. The, during the qualifiers, they were hitting like five hundred thousand concurrent viewers, so it's pretty big. Pretty big, um, yeah. It's kind of depressing though, because like you know, some of these players are like sixteen, and you just think, if I'd been born just a few years later, all of that time that I wasted in my teenage years dicking about playing computer games, Ooh. I could have been earning millions of dollars. So how much could I earn playing Goldeneye? I don't know if there's a Goldeneye. To- there should be a Goldeneye tournament. There should be, shouldn't there? There will be. There'll be some retro tournament. It won't yeah. be very much. Like it'll be. You might win like hundred quid. Because Goldeneye is the best game that's ever been made. You see, the problem is I wouldn't want to go back and play Goldeneye because I have a terrible feeling that it wouldn't stand up. Like I have yeah. fantastic memories of it being amazing, but now I just think going back to it, it just wouldn't. I think we drink now. Uh, yeah, that would either make it better or worse, but probably no middle ground. <laughs> yes. I've still got it, I'm on 64 somewhere in a box. I'd like to go back to FIFA 98 on it, 64, play five aside and just tackle each other. I, I'd quite like to go back to, um, to like, the original FIFA where you just run away from the ref. I, um, I tried playing... Uh, do you know FIFA 98 was released on the Mega Drive? Really? Yeah. I went on a, a um, Mega Drive emulator site the other day and FIFA 98, Road to World wow. Cup, that was, that was out on the N64. That, yeah. That's... Is that two generations after the Mega Drive or one? I don't know, uh, but uh, one because it would have been the Saturn. So it, same as the. It must have just been right at the time that the generation was changed. Yeah. And it's the old isometric. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was. Um, it was. It was awful. But you couldn't run away from the ref in there either. It was, no. I think was it ninety four? You could ninety four. Ninety four was like just play and FIFA international soccer. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, ninety five, they took that bit out, which was the funnest bit. And. Uh, but they did late, like, and then once you got to 98, you turn the fouls off, and then you could just hack people to the floor. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, it was when, like, people started sending around the thing saying, you know, like, the original Mario Kart is now old enough to legally drink in the US. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a, a worry how time marches on, isn't it? Yeah, it is just a little. But, um, uh, also, we get hoverboards next year, so it swings around about. Sweet. And speaking of time marching on, we should probably draw this to a close. Um, before we bore the tits off people. Yes. Um, I think it's probably too late for that, but, mm. you know, here's hoping. Are there any action points for next week? Um, obviously, we need to, if we can get hold of the review copy of yes. uh, a twin thing, we need to review it. Yeah. Other than that, uh, unless we can come up with anything particularly interesting in the next, well, however long it is until the next episode, um, I don't think we have anything pressing. Imagine if something interesting happened to one of us in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, just imagine. Bye.